Hi, welcome to Conquest the Podcast. I'm Joyce. I'm Lily. And we are back after a quite a oh, bit of time. It's, it's been, been a, a few months. Yeah. Anime NYC was the last one, and that was November? Ish, yeah. Yeah. Not ish. It was November. Oh, that's wild. It's been it's <laughs> been a while. But we haven't been to any cons in the meantime, so we're here now. Yeah. Yeah. Um we do have some catching up to do since we did some pretty cool stuff, although they're not some con stuff related, some not, but we did go to Japan and Korea, which was really exciting. We did. That's one of the reasons why uh, our season's a little stunted. We've got fewer episodes, but uh, we've had a lot going on, mostly that we traveled internationally, and that was a whole adventure trip. Yeah. Yeah. We did a lot of sightseeing, obviously, and especially in Japan, we were able to stop by... Uh, Akihabara, which was really cool, which mm-hmm. they had a lot of really neat, you know, the typical, like, machines where you can get the mm-hmm. toys out, and also just general arcades. There's so mm-hmm. many arcades there, which it was, was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was I, so loud, and there were so many lights, but it was a lot of fun. I liked Akihabara. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite game is the drums. Oh, yeah, we had a good time to that. <laughs> we, the two of us, did, um... Your, the Your Name song. Zen, okay. Zen, Zen. Yes, thank yeah. you. It was such a great time. Yeah. And we also lost a lot of money to Crane Games. That's true. As you do. It was fun. Uh, yeah, we went to Seoul and the other way around. We went to Tokyo and to Seoul, both of both of which were very good times, both of which we weaved out in different ways, and it was yeah. fun. I appreciated that. And then um, we went to fucking Canada. <laughs> this was totally unplanned and somehow kind of fortunate but also really unfortunate basically don't fly air canada we had a very hard time um getting we made the trip out of seoul to toronto pretty easily it was getting out of toronto back home to boston that was really difficult first of all we had bad weather to start the trip off we lost a day on the trip because of snow here in boston and then by the time we got to you know weeks later we got to Canada we had delay on delay on delay until finally they just flat out canceled our flight it was a whole process at like 11:30 at night to get us rebooked and we ended up with a bonus day in Toronto which worked out in the end we did have a nice time we've had a pretty decent hotel that the airline ended up paying us for and we kind of went to a con that's while true. we were in Canada, because while we were wandering around downtown Toronto, we watched Minetta walk by, <laughs> and I grabbed Joyce rather violently and said, Joyce, there's a con. <laughs> so we chased down these cosplayers. Minetta was with someone. I don't know who, who she was dressed as. And he said, where's the convention? And they said, oh, back that way. And we, we didn't run, but we walked very fast in that direction. And yeah, what do you think of Toronto Comic Con. It took us forever to find the name. Yeah, and also, it's interesting that the convention center was literally, like, it's, like, right when you get off the train, so it's very close to, I guess you can say, like, uh, yeah, just, like, a very busy central place, which, Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, that's very typical for a lot of cons, but this con was pretty small, in my opinion. really small for a Comic Con. So I was surprised that it was in a space that large, but... I mean, it was so fun seeing all the cosplayers. We happened to get into the dealer's room, which wasn't supposed to happen, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, we straight up snuck into the dealer's room. Yeah. Badge check was very lax at this Mm Comic-Con, so thanks, Canada. (laughs) Yeah, and there were a lot of really good cosplayers there. There were. We came across a full-on Deku and Ida, and Ida was in the full armor that he's in 
in the show, yeah. so it looked really good. Did he light up? I think he did. He did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There were some other really good ones that we walked by. It was also, obviously it was a huge convention center, so I remember there was like a like a college class reunion too, and yeah. so like you would see these two groups kind of mix and just the, the college, the reunion group being really confused by the weebs and... <laughs> It was it was entertaining, and I'm glad that ended up working out. I also liked seeing how a couple of them that I passed by they were taking photos mm -hmm. with the cosplayers, and obviously they they really enjoyed seeing yeah. everything, even though it's very different and mm -hmm. new. But it's exciting to see people or outsiders who kind of excited yeah. about like the con life yeah. and stuff like that. That was fun. Of all the things. Of all the places in the world for us to run into on our <laughs> fortunate, unfortunate, bonus Canadian adventure, it was a Comic-Con. It also worked out because apparently a lot of places close on Saturdays at Canada, and that yeah. happened to be the day where we had, we were forced to stay to wait for our next flight to get out of Canada mm -hmm. to come back. Yeah. So we were able to spend some time there at least. Mm -hmm. It was fun. How was PAX? PAX was good. I enjoyed it a lot. I actually went last year, but I only went for one day last year, uh, and it was a good time. It was very short when I went the first time around, so this year I went all four days, which is, first off, tickets are very expensive for PAX, mm -hmm. which most cons are actually $60 for the entire weekend. PAX does not do that. There's no full weekend price. You have to buy it individually if you want to go all four days, and so... Yeah. I decided to go all <laughs> out this year, and it was a lot of fun. It's mm -hmm. at the Boston Convention and Exhibition Center, which is the same place where Boston Comic Con is held, which is crazy to think about because Boston Comic Con doesn't use all the space that mm -hmm. it has to offer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we walk to certain panels or locations, you can see so much empty space, which yeah. makes sense since... You know they're accommodating the amount of people they're expecting while PAX is so much larger in yeah. scale that they legit use every inch hmm. of that big space for like where I guess the dealer room was for Boston Comic Con mm -hmm. is for you know their demos wow. and things like that and so that's fascinating it, it was a lot of fun yeah. and I spent way too much money this weekend <laughs> I bought like quite a few games and mm -hmm. pins and things like that the pin hype is crazy like I didn't really pay attention last year, but mm -hmm. this year I decided to collect a couple, and even that was just like a lot to yeah. like, you know, what do I want to get, mm -hmm. uh, where can I get them, things like that, and it's just always insane, but uh, yeah, it was a really good time. Sounded like a good time. Mm -hmm. Also, it's a totally different, like, con culture versus uh, Comic-Con, which is just kind of general mainstream to obscure nerddom. And then anime, Boston obviously is for the weebs, and then K-Con's for the Kribus. So what did what was your main thing that you were going for at PAX because it covers so much more because gaming means so much more now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I think I went for I think I went more so for I really enjoy learning more about I guess new releases and new mm. games and that's heavily pushed in mm. like these demos and the companies that are out there trying to like promote than recent games, which... Do you mean video games or tabletop? Or um, both? A bit of both. Mm. Like, I think that's another thing what I really appreciate about it is that it's kind of a little... It's half and half. Like, half of the floor is dedicated to people who are really into board games. The mm. Night Moves was there repping oh, nice. their cafe, which is a cafe that we go to often that is a board game cafe. And the other half being video games. Mm -hmm. um, and 
I think another reason I really enjoy going is the cosplay is very over the top. Not to say mm -hmm. that Anime Boston isn't as well. I think a lot of people go hard at Anime Boston as well since it's such a big con. Mm -hmm. But so many video game characters. It's a very complicated design. Yeah. So it's pretty wild to see mm -hmm. what people come up with every year at That's these video so game cool. conventions. So Yeah, you're making yeah. a video for it, aren't you? I am. Nice. Yeah, and so I filmed quite a few cosplays this weekend. I'm still putting it together, but all of it turned out really well, and I recognized quite a lot more characters this year compared to last year mm -hmm. since, you know, I finally got around to playing more games. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, same as, like, anime con of, like, cons of, like, if you don't catch up, it's, like, hard oh, to recognize, yeah. like, a lot of yeah. the cosplay. But, uh, yeah, it was, all, it was a good time. Nice. I mean, it sounded fun. And I can't believe PAX was able to use that much of the BCEC. The BCEC is huge. Yeah. That building is ginormous. There's people who come as early as 5.30 to get into the con floor, which is insane. At what cost, man? Because it opens at 10, so that's about five hours. What? Yeah. I waiting. just now did that math. <laughs> or you, I just did that math right now because you told me that math. That's... At what cost? Yeah. Oh, man. I, which makes that's me think so they bad. must not sleep. Because... They must, because there's so many things that happen during the night, yeah. different events for different franchises. Oh, that, gross. Yeah. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> but I mean, that you really, can't smell good. That really goes to show how dedicated people are to in the video game com community. Wild. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> absolutely absurd. And then the highlight of this season, the whole point this season exists, is we're finally returning to the home con. Anime Boston 2019. Yay! Uh, we'll go, hopefully we'll go into our personal histories with AB a bit more, but if anyone's been following since season one, they'll know that we reference it all the time because, like I said, it's the home con, not just because we live in Boston, but it was the first con for us as a friend group. Uh, it was my first Comic Con in general. Um, it's I've been to a lot before, but I would say it's up there as one of my favorite all-time cons and I have anticipated for this season for Emmy <laughs> Boston because it's the con that I get most excited about or one mm -hmm. of the cons I get most excited about every year so yeah. we definitely go way more all out at AB um, partly for you know what it means to us emotionally but also because we do live here so we don't have to worry about suitcases <laughs> and true. traveling with like cool cosplays um, so some quick history on AB 2019 will be its 16th year, so it started in 2003. It was started out pretty small, actually. Apparently, the first year's attendance was around 4,000 people, which is smaller than our college. Yeah. And we went to a very small college. But when you think about it, it's not as small as you would think it would be, because I feel like a lot of cons, if you look at their past histories, a lot of them started out with super small numbers, where it's like mm -hmm. 87 people or like mm -hmm. a little over 100, but 4,000... Yeah. Which makes sense in the year that it was born because mm -hmm. 2003 it's kind of past the time where it's like, oh, cons, that's weird, oh, where it's yeah. like it's a bit more accepting, so it makes sense. But still, it is crazy to see when you talk about the recent stat of how much it grew. Right. Yeah, that does make sense. And then massive growth. This year, or la sorry, last year, 2018, there were around 25,000 people at the Heinz Convention Center, and this year, 16,000 people have pre registered. So I think they'll probably get twenty thousand again this mm -hmm. year, which will be which will be fun. It's a pretty late. It's um takes place April twenty April nineteenth to the twenty first. 
Um, so that's pretty late in the season, but one of the main things about AB is it always follows Easter around, which is good for some people, not for others. It's kind of, It can be pretty annoying if you actually want to celebrate Easter the way it should be and not be a weeb, but um, for whatever reason, AB is the Easter con around here, which is kind of strange. Yeah. I think the reason why they end up choosing Easter is because a lot of people have an easier time getting out mm. of work or obligations and, you know, dedicate the full weekend to anime boston mm. to the convention but yeah it sucks that they do that because it overlaps with a lot of people's mm -hmm. family time or like other obligations yeah so for the first anime boston since it was your first convention is it what you expected it to be first year for sure because um i've watched anime growing up for a, for a while and so i'd seen um san diego comic-con and i didn't think I knew other anime specific ones existed, and um, so I'd seen the I'd seen Comic Con convention, uh, comic cons, <laughs> and I was really excited by them. And I th I've always thought cosplays were so cool looking. Senior year, one of my friends took me to St. Louis's tiny, sad little anime con, and it was it was awkward. It was it was pretty bad because mm -hmm. um, it was just very small. I liked some of the cosplays, but like. There was, like, two panels going on, and then, like, not everyone was in cosplay, and it was, like, in the corner of this hotel that wasn't even really in St. Louis. So, like, we had fun, but, like, I don't count that as my first con experience because it was mostly just, like, an anime meetup at a hotel, and I was like, this is kind of strange. Mm -hmm. So, Anime Boston was everything I'd, like, hoped and dreamed of uh, an anime con because, like, I recognized so many characters, everyone's cosplays looked so good, and we were doing all these things. That was the first time I'd ever seen AMVs or an AMV contest. So, yeah, I I am always biased to AB, part nostalgia, part it's just a really good con. It has its faults, but of the few that we've been around, and I'm not really counting K-Con in this because it's a separate other type, but of the ones we've been around, AB is one of the consistently strong ones. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I think they're super organized when it comes to just the general like panels and photo shoots and um, the dealer's room and artist alley. I think they did a really good job with how they kind of put all of that together because a lot of cons, they don't actually mm -hmm. do a super well job of like, I guess, for example, communicating with the people who are working there slash like how they control the traffic in the rooms mm -hmm. and things like that. So Amy Boston does a really good job with those. Yeah, I really enjoy Amy Boston. Also, I think it's really cool how this is slightly going off topic of the whole organization thing, mm -hmm. but I also think it's cool how when it comes to cosplay, I think there's a pretty diverse, like, mm -hmm. in, regarding fandoms and stuff, because I feel like a lot of cons, it's like, I guess there's only a couple, like, fandoms yeah. that are like, yeah, like, only this and like nothing else but here it's a bit more like you know mm -hmm. do whatever you like although yeah. i mean that's arguable because i know like for example a lot of people are saying like this year's gonna be boku no hero academia and i mean every year just gonna be a big show yeah but i mean we still see you know mm -hmm. from big shows to small shows and i think mm -hmm. that's really cool like yeah. being represented not only in cosplay but also in the panels as well yeah for sure um i also think they have a really good job um of different panel diversity things like we've gone to queer panels we've gone to panels just talking about uh cosplay acceptance of don't shame black cosplayers and be more conscious of um how you act and react to um you know like 
different body types as cosplayers and stuff like that. We've also gone to a panel about, you know, anime history or um, female directors and things like that, which I don't remember seeing panels like that at specifically Anime NYC, and then definitely not at Boston Comic Con. And yeah, I mean, these panels can get into... And I say risky territory because you never really know what you're signing up for. Like, we have gone to some panels of, like, that we thought would be really cool about history or, like, uh, analyzing queer representation and it's just been kind of off the walls. Or, like, what was the one you went to first year that was awful? It was, like, Feminism and Sailor Moon or, like, the Sailor Moon history. Oh, I didn't go to that one, but I Melissa was the one I believe oh, that went to that okay. one. But apparently that one wasn't good since... I mean, I wasn't actually there, but from what I heard, it's very, like, yeah, the person up there, it was very, like, they were kind of talking down to Mm -hmm. everyone who was in their room, so... So, it's understandable that it happens at a con like Anime Boston because it's such a big convention, Mm -hmm. and the amount of panels they have going on at the same time is quite a lot, so they can't... I feel like Anime Boston itself doesn't really know Mm -hmm. a lot about the panels that... It's accepting mm-hmm. or, like, putting into the schedule, but, I mean, yeah. out of it all, I would say the majority of them are mm-hmm. pretty okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure all of these panels, they got accepted for a reason. Like, they must have looked really good on paper, and then you actually get into it. Which is why, if you have, you go to a really terrible panel, feedback. Actually telling the con that this panel, this specific one, was awful is really important, because then they won't have it back again. Like, I don't remember the Sailor Moon one coming back. I think enough people were just like, hey, that was terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, this was my first AMV contest, and I still maintain that the AMV contest culture is kind of rigged. But this <laughs> is a really well-organized... I think it's one of the biggest draws of the weekend. So it's a very well-seasoned AMV contest, which I appreciate. Yeah. You can see a lot of people are, are excited for it with the amount of people that come every single year. Mm-hmm. And just how many entries they get, I think it increases every single year since more people are getting an interest in editing mm-hmm. AMVs. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. Something I wanted to bring up that this is something that we bring up a lot for the previous episodes when we talk about the location is I think Heinz Convention Center is a really good location so nice. for MA Boston because not only does it have so many rooms for them, to, that's why they have this many panels and events that you can go to, but the hallways where it's like lined yes. with like the windows it's perfect lighting for photos and videos yes. um the, where the meetups are held i mean certain places mm-hmm. they should not be holding meetups and stuff because it's very easy for people like god for people to get congested like mm-hmm. in a specific area i think the one you're in ice pan like uh, oh the yuri one was nuts <laughs> i don't think I, it was a bit of both of like not the best place, also, like, not super organized, mm. but, uh, yeah, I really, I think part of the reason what, what makes Anime Boston so great is great place, great mm-hmm. location. Yeah, the Hall of Great Lighting is one of my favorite things about AB, because we'll literally camp out there, like, what if we get tired or if we're waiting for something, we'll just sit there and people watch, and then Joyce and I will get up and take photos or videos or whatever, or just, like, sit down and be like, hey, look at that character, and it's mm-hmm. fun. People watching's fun. People watching is my favorite part of the convention. Cosplayer watching. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was something else I wanted to say. Oh, so, I don't know how many people are going to listen to this that are going to AB, but pro tip, insider hack, whatever you want to call it, don't take the Boston MBTA Green Line <laughs> to Heinz Convention Center. That is a noob move. That's true. The pros 
who have been here, and I say this as a pro who's only gone four years, you go take the MBTA green line, the E line, to the Prudential Center, and then you're you're in the building, y'all. You have yeah. no work or street crossing. Your line is indoors in case it gets cold this year, so you don't have to worry about rain or weather as hopefully quite as much. But yeah, take the E line to the Prudential Center and follow the cosplayers. Yeah, that's the, my best advice. <laughs> the maps are very misleading because you know you want to go the stop. Heinz Convention Center, you would think it takes you to that mm-hmm. place, but it's, I mean, it's close enough where it's like, yeah, it's a small walk, but still it's like, yeah, when it's bad weather, mm-hmm. it sucks if you have to go outside in your cosplay and right. get it all ruined, so, yeah, yeah. and also, I, it's interesting because I checked what the booklet said last year, and it doesn't mention the Prudential Center, it really? still says you get off at Heinz Convention Center, which, <laughs> so I don't even know if the people who run the convention know. They have to, I think <laughs> they have to, I think if they... <laughs> I honestly think it's a kind of a snotty thing of sorting out the strong from the weak, <laughs> the pros and the noobs, yeah. because of like who goes to Heinz and who goes to Prue. I also think it may just be a traffic thing where it's like if they told that's everyone, true. oh, Prudential, that's only one line as compared to Heinz mm-hmm. Convention Center, which I think it's all lines, right? That goes to. No. Oh, yeah, no, everyone goes to Heinz. Yeah, so the if that's the yeah. case, then everyone won't try to like get on the E line. Yeah. So, this is the nice thing about us having a small audience, is I'm not going to congest <laughs> the E-line, but, yeah, Prudential Center, ticket in, shows you're a pro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, the only other thing I wanted to mention about this year's AB, and I'll try and do my best to not go on a rant, in this instance, I'll probably go on a rant on my blog later, the theme for this year's AB. AB always has a theme, and it's never enforced, if that makes sense, like, it's a theme that all the marketing and the decorations and the like masquerade and the hosts will continue. But like, if you cosplay something out of theme, no one's gonna fault you for it. Mm-hmm. Except this year, <laughs> I personally will fault you for it because this year's theme is the shogun. Yeah, which shogunate? I think like the sh- yeah, yeah okay the shogunate yeah. shogunate. I I can't be too mad at people about this because I know zero about Japanese history, but the. I believe this is the Edo area era of Japan Japanese history. Mm-hmm. So basically, what this calls to mind for many many people is kimono. Yeah, kimono as far as the eye can see. And I just don't do it, y'all. Don't <laughs> please don't do it unless your spe- your character specifically wears a kimono all the fucking time. Like it is essential to that costume and that character as a person. So unless you're going as anything but samurai shampoo. Don't wear a kimono. Being a character in a kimono is not cosplay. That's appropriation. And if you want to hear more on that, pay me. Because I'm not doing this for free. (sighs) No, it is kind of problematic. It's also interesting in that, I don't know, because the previous years it was very, like, you know, space or, like, retro theme. And so the fact that they, like, hit us with, like, oh, yeah, like, the Edo era, era is, like, very, like, different in my opinion, like, compared to the previous year's themes. Yeah. Um, But also it is interesting how not in a good way of the kimono being so popular in cosplay like just this past weekend at PAX I saw someone in a kimono cosplay where it wasn't even like it's not a character in the in that it's not even a human being they just like kind of took the kimono and kind of stylized it that way to put their own twist on it oh that's weird which actually is very happens all the time like yeah, I feel like right? I see it at every single con I've seen at least like a, f- a handful of people uh-huh. who do that and I mean that means, I think that means, 
I can see a lot of people doing it this year. So many people in kimono. What it's if I made excuse. stickers or business cards and I was just like, no kimono. <laughs> I'll just print on the back an explanation about why the why that why your cosplay is appropriative and just like chuck them out mm -hmm. like ninja stars, shuriken. Yeah. I also probably got that wrong. Bad analogy. Anyways, <laughs> I just please don't do it, y'all. Mm -hmm. It's it's a personal pet peeve unless you are Japanese. Or the, it really is essential to your character. Really think why you want to be blank character in a kimono. Yeah. I bet you can't... Tweet me your actual in-depth answers. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I think that's all we have to say for the con. Just because I also... Not also. Next episode, we're hoping to have our roommates, Sammy and Melissa, join us. Who will also be attending the con with us. And I'm sure with some of the topics like the theme and general thoughts on the cotton we would talk we'll go more in depth with it with them yeah i'm excited for next week mm -hmm. um we'll have that one out uh we're gonna be on wednesdays this season uh all three episodes and so that'll come out like right before the con it'll be fun I'm mm -hmm. excited. And then we haven't done this in a while so our interests and things have quite changed but since November what are you into Joyce? <laughs> um I've been binge-watching Game of Thrones, which yeah. has been very intense. No surprise there. It's a very action, dramatic, scene-by-scene. Scene, like, it's just insane every second. I feel like I'm constantly shouting when I'm watching every single episode. <laughs> Especially because I'm are. watching it with Sammy and Melissa, <laughs> our roommates, who have seen it already. They're just there to kind of join the ride. Especially because the new season, the last season, mm -hmm. will be airing very soon. And I'm trying to watch it. Be or catch up before season 8 airs so that I can watch it with them and not get spoiled. Um, amazingly, I did not get spoiled mostly for It's actually, y'all, every spoiler <laughs> that you're thinking of right now, she doesn't know it. Yeah, like- I know more spoilers than her and I refuse to watch this show. Mm -hmm. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, I don't know how I, was, I managed to avoid it because like, yeah, there were definitely some things that happened where I'm just like, how did I not know that? But uh, it's been fun. Fun and exhausting because it's just so much that goes on in this show but i'm like really excited to see what happens in the following episodes and for season eight to drop because i know like millions of people mm -hmm. are like waiting for that i feel like this is one of the most anticipated shows for of this year like i can't think of any show that's on Honestly, par with game of thrones <laughs> it's because everything else that w could or was on par with this show has either dropped out or dropped in quality mm -hmm. honestly because like the closest show i can think of that was yeah, on the same part, maybe at a certain point it was The Walking Dead. Yep. But with this recent season, I don't watch The Walking Dead. Yeah. Just prefacing that, but I've heard not great things about it, so... Yeah, Walking Dead has definitely dropped in quality. Um, and then other shows, they just naturally came... It was just the end of their show, and now it's just Game of Thrones' last man standing. And then mm -hmm. it's ending now, so that's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, and also I was, as I'm watching, I'm thinking like, oh, it would be fun to cosplay some of these characters. But I know it's going to be really <laughs> difficult because they're so detailed and it's not something you can just find, like, yeah. out, like, just shopping and or things pay. like that. Or pay. You'd have to pay a lot of money for the custom stuff because it yeah. is more popular to cosplay, but yeah, you have to get it custom made. I feel like something like that I should cosplay at, like, a Comic-Con, but we rarely Comic -Con. go to Comic-Cons in opposed to Anime-Cons. Yeah. I do want to go to, like, San Diego at some point, but, yeah. like, it's so difficult to go, I feel like, because I bet you the tickets sell out really fast. They sell out super fast, and they also do the same thing that PAX does. It's each day is its own price. Or, like, that its is own so ticket. annoying. It's a, it's a scam. <laughs> like, 
Comic-Con, you're making enough money. PAX, you're making enough money. Calm down. Whatever. Anyways, a- Anime Expo does the same thing. Yeah. Yep. I feel like I understand why they why they do that because it, like, makes each day more important where it's like, oh, it's not just Saturday. Like, every day is equally as, even though that's not true. Sorry, that was a weird tangent. but it's okay. It's or small annoying. tangent. But, yeah, Game of Thrones. And honestly, I haven't really been watching much else legitimately like i've been watching like two to three episodes a day almost Mm -hmm. that is how like how much i've been watching the show as of late but yeah that's all i'm sorry yeah um what have you been watching lily uh the so much first and foremost my life has been consumed by the marvel cinematic universe (laughs) i have just been blowing through this universe for my other podcast earth's Earth's Mightiest Fangirls, slash EMF Fangirls, or whatever. You you know the letters. <laughs> but part of that entails me catching up on a lot of the content that I've missed. So it's been a lot of um, the Netflix shows, which I ended up really liking, so it worked. But that show is on a small break right now, so I'm able to watch non-Marvel content for a little bit. Um, my I, It's up there with one of my favorite shows is Into the Badlands just put their third season on Netflix, so I've been going through that. That is the limit of violence I can handle. Mm-hmm. Anything beyond that, and I'm out. They, they even had some scenes recently where I had to like cover up the screen and like look away for a sec. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've been also been trying to read more. That's been going slowly. I'm currently reading or trying to get through Black Leopard Red Wolf. It's uh, African fantasy, which it's good, but it's it's a different level than what I'm used to reading. So it's taking me longer. Going through a lot of podcasts as well. My favorite is. Um, Christine Chen started her own special podcast because she's now a life coach. She's also my life coach. It's fun. Uh, her So her show is XO Christine, uh, and that's been fun. My old boss has her podcast, First of All Podcast, which I also enjoy. Um, things like that. And I also I haven't watched an anime in forever. I think the last yeah. one I watched was D. Grayman a few years ago. Years ago, months what? ago. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> it was just a few months ago. Oh my god. I mean, it feels like it's been it years. It feels like years. Yeah. And then the last plug I'll do, just because he needs the support, Holland. Oh, the f- the yeah. uh, sweet, small, solo, gay, indie, K-pop artist just came out with his first EP today or yesterday, and it's really good. All of his old songs are on it and some new ones, and his new song is really cute, so... I still need to check it out. Go listen to Holland, because he needs our support, and he should go to KCON. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That reminds me. Talking about stuff I've been catching, but the second thing is Mamamoo also came back yep. recently, and I've been listening to their new album a lot. It's that was really the full good. album? I think the full album's pretty solid Mm. if i had to rank like so this was their last album and their yearly project where they came out with an album every season i would say it's like it may not be a favorite but it's Mm. still good yeah you know so yeah i think it's still pretty solid i enjoy it a lot i especially their title song Mm -hmm. go go baby it's very good i'm really crossing my fingers that they get invited to one of the k-cons this Mm -hmm. year although we won't know for a while so (laughs) we're not gonna know until Four weeks yeah. before the actual show. Anyways, that's another episode. Mm-hmm. Our gripes with KCON. So, yeah, tune in, tune in, download, subscribe, whatever for next week. Uh, we'll, we'll have hopefully at least one guest, if not two. And it's nice to be back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, I'm mostly on Twitter at Lily underscore Rugo. 
And then you can follow me at Joyce's Cookie on both Twitter and YouTube. Yep. You can also catch her AMVs and cosplay videos on her YouTube channels. Mm -hmm. I way. have a couple coming up. Also, um, our Asia trip. Those oh, are yeah. those end up on her channel. <clears throat> um, so that, that's cute. Please let us know you're out there because we we have some stats. But you know, subscribe to us. We are on iTunes. We are on pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. If you really want to listen to us on the web, our URL is conquestpod.simplecast.fm. You can follow us on all the social medias, and by all the social medias, I mean just our Instagram. We only have the one, and it's at conquestpod. Follow us there. We've got some fun content, and I promise it'll get more lively as AB gets closer. And then thank you to DCD Prod for letting us use their song Confusion. And thanks to us for editing and producing.